We're in quarantine. The world's gonna and only posters don't listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, uh, it's me, Matthew, the host of Only Posters Don't Listen to Podcasts. We are recording in my house in our my third day of quarantine. Uh, what is it? We are doing several episodes today to kind of get you guys as much content as we possibly can during this time of crisis. I don't know what else to say. Like, it's super, super weird and crazy like to, to ignore it. So I feel like I have to acknowledge it in every episode we do. Um, because like we're all locked in our houses and like everyone's on unemployment and like Trump's going to give us thousand dollar checks <laughs> and like the shit's weird. shit's weird, bro. Remember that apprentice show? That guy's going to give you a thousand dollars. And I like how Bernie like trumped it. He's like, you should give everybody two, two thousand a month, uh, every month during the crisis. I totally agree they should give everybody that has to work that's an essential business, you should all get a hazard pay. We should. Yeah, you are one of those people that has to work at an essential business. You have a... Yeah, I work at Quick Check. You work at Quick Check that's next to a... It's a gas station. Yeah, it has a gas station. And it's a convenience store that are two things that would be Mm -hmm. considered essential businesses because some people get their, like, groceries and food and cigarettes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um... A lot of people come in for lunch still. Really? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the, did they sit down? No, we had to close the sitting area. Okay. But you had to out- tell people to not? The, um, the chairs are up, but the outside seating area is still there. Okay. So, I, I don't know. We have to serve them their coffee, but they're allowed to touch the creamers. <laughs> they're allowed to touch the creamers. Yeah. It's, it's a weird situation, because, yeah, you don't know what's good and what's not good. I mean, I was working up until Saturday when they finally uh, said no essential business, uh, all on essential businesses. And I work at a retail uh, smoke shop, so we're not essential. Uh, So we closed on Saturday night at 8, and now I'm technically unemployed. We're still 24 hours. What? We're still 24 hours. Quick check. You are 24 yeah. hours? Do you stop for even an hour to, like, clean everything? Nope, I don't think so. Because uh, the, the Wawa up the street from my house, um, in, I live in Ocean Grove, so, like, on it's on the corner of 35 and 33. They have a sign that says from 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. They close for an hour because it's a 24-hour place, and they, um, they clean and sanitize everything in the place. Um when I last, I went there on my way home from work Saturday to get a sandwich because I just didn't feel like cooking. And mm-hmm. I figured it's on my way home. I'm already out. I'll just grab it on my way home. When I went there, there was literally maybe two cars in the parking lot and maybe like, yeah, maybe two people in there besides me and the employees, mm-hmm. you know? So the, I felt like pretty good that everyone was listening. Uh, when I was out Friday, it was a very nice day. I went for a bike ride just to get out of the house for a second. And I figured on the bike, no one could be close to me and stuff. And the boardwalk would be dead. Nope. Boardwalk was full of people. So I stayed on this on the road. I went for a walk this morning. No one was really out. Except mm-hmm. for one or two joggers and some people walking their dogs. And everybody was kind of staying in the distance from each other. So they were listening. That's good. Yeah, people still come to quick check. Uh, yeah, people still come to Quick Check. They probably hang out, try to talk to people, and yeah. pat them on the back and like high-five each other and spit on shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yelling about how you guys don't have enough soup. 
Um, uh, yeah, we took our soup down. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah. I know you did. I, because that's smart. Yeah, and, we put it in the back. So you have to ask for it now. So yeah, you have to ask us to get your coffee and your soup. Yeah, because you can't touch shit. Yeah. But you can touch the creamers for the coffee. <laughs> We're slowly killing them. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it weird that it only affects boomers? It is weird. Or like it more more affects them. I do hear that there are some cases of younger people too. Mm-hmm. But um, I just think it's crazy that it affects mostly boomers. It is, yeah. uh, it's like, oh, damn. That sucks, guys. <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, let's get to uh, a pl- a person that probably no boomer ever taught us about. Yeah, <laughs> Mary Edwards Walker. Yes, this is for uh, the uh, what is it of uh, our Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was uh, she was the only woman to receive the President's Medal of Honor. Presidential Medal. Presidential Medal of Honor. It's not the President's. <laughs> it's the Presidential one. It's just one that's Presidential. <laughs> In all of the United States history, Mary Edwards Walker is the only woman to receive the Presidential Medal of Honor. That's what I said. As a surgeon, (laughs) women's right advocate, abolish abolish it, can't pronounce that word, (laughs) and spy, Walker became the first female U.S. Army surgeon during the Civil War. Her legacy has been celebrated across the country in... In 2012, Walker's hometown unveiled a 900-pound bronze statue in honor of her contributions. Really, dude? They built a crazy bronze statue of you? That's awesome. 900 pounds? Yeah. Over 9,000. That's crazy. That's sick. I like that. I'd never heard of her before. I've never heard of her either. Um... You know what? We never heard of any of these people, and that's kind of shitty, right? Yeah. It's kind of shitty. Because they're badass stories. All the stories, I will tell you this, and I said it in the last episode that we recorded, all these ladies like to wear pants, and people are upset about it. (laughs) People are not happy that these ladies were wearing pants. Because they were like, they call them cross-dressers, but I don't really think that qualifies, as in they just wore pants. They just wanted to be comfortable. Yeah, their their (laughs) qualification is like, this lady's got sweatpants on. (laughs) What the fuck? Like, society's falling apart. (laughs) I just don't get it. I just don't understand why they're so upset that ladies wear pants sometimes. And if I remember correctly, this lady never didn't wear pants. I'm very glad we can wear pants now. It's not a huge thing. I, I mean, I'm not... A dress is nice. They are nice. But I'm not against... Like, it's not even a thought that crosses my mind where I'm like, you know, you know, it would be nice if you put on a fucking dress, you know, like it's never even crossed my mind, you know, I'm just like, oh my God, she's talking to me. (laughs) Like, not complaining about what they're wearing, you know, it's fucking ridiculous. People are picky. (laughs) Mary Edwards Walker was born on November 26, 1832 in Oswego, New York. Oswego. Oswego. That's a good name for a place. <laughs> I like that place. She was the fifth daughter of Abolish, 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 uh, Alva and Vesta Whitcomb Walker. I don't know what that means. I don't either. Because I, I, yeah, that's a weird word. We got to get better at this. Um, it says abolished. Um, abolished to me means like they disappeared or they were banished. A person who favors the 
abolition of practice or institution, especially capital punishment or formerly slavery. Oh, they were anti-slavery. Yes. Abolitionists. Is that what it's called? Abolitionists. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's the term. I just can't pronounce it. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I've heard the term before. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that how it's spelled? Because yeah. I didn't think that that's how it was spelled either. So I couldn't pronounce it either. Yeah, that's how it's spelled. But uh, uh, yeah, abolitionists were a group of people that were against uh, slavery. Just kind of like women's suffrage. If you've ever heard of the, the mm-hmm. act of women's suffrage, it means the uh, it means the right for women to vote. And they called it women's suffrage. I don't know why. They were bad at naming Even with shit. Abol- yeah, abolitionists, were, it's like... Yeah. It's like, abolish that shit. That's what yeah. they were... They were like, just abolish that shit. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. They were just bad at naming shit. Well, suffrage is voting in general. Suffrage is voting? Yeah. I've never heard it called suffrage. But that's other- what my dad told me. You're probably right. Suffrage is a terrible name for it. So that's it why we changed it to voting. Because <laughs> it's a better name. You guys are horrible at naming <laughs> things, old people, in like 200 years ago. <laughs> like, get with it. It's called an automobile. <laughs> her parents encouraged her to think freely and allowed her to wear bloomer pants instead of the skirts and corsets women were required to wear at the time. Oh, this is where we get into her wearing the pants. Yes. The so bloomer she, pants. So her parents want her to wear pants. They call them bloomer pants. Yes, I they like were to bloomers. Call them bloomer pants, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was so close. Uh, uh, what do you call it? You all laughed. It was a good joke. Uh, instead of skirts, yeah, and corsets. Yeah, I, it's weird how all these women also like fought little stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Like the clothing thing. Where they were like, yeah, dude, I ain't wearing that shit. I'm going to dress. Bloomer pants make me feel like a pirate would wear those kind of pants, too. Yeah. Like, they'd be those poofy pants that pirates wear. Uh, but that's up to her. Education was also very important to the Walker family. Mary's parents first. Mary's parents started the first free school in Oswego, New York. See, this is what happens when you have cool parents. Parents open a school... Specifically for there, you to learn. slavery, when slavery's hot, when people are like, yeah, let's slave everybody, let's own slaves and stuff. And they're like, no, that's fucking bogus, bro. Like, that's like somebody, like the first, when American Idol first came out and everyone's like, yo, that shit's bullshit, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, well, I guess it's a lot worse than that. It was a bad metaphor. But, you know, you get my point. It was hot. <laughs> Her parents opened the school specifically so their daughters would be just as ed- educated as their son was. Oh, their son? They only had one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. They wanted to make sure that everybody got educated. I mean, it's good that they did that, but it sucks that people didn't do that. I We said this in the other episode. It's just weird that at this time you could just be like, school, what's that? <laughs> And not go. Where nowadays, like, not going to school, like, someone will hunt you down. Yeah. Like, someone will be at your house and be like, hey, I noticed you have a seven-year-old, <laughs> and he doesn't go to school. And he doesn't know how to read, and yeah. he, like, doesn't talk. He kind of needs that. Yeah, like, we're going to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, they, the people get involved. They don't just let you sit around and, like, do stuff. Good. Kudos, society. <laughs> All right, on that one. Outside of school, all the children would, all of the children helped with manual labor on the farm. 
After finishing at her parents' school, Walker and two of her oldest sisters attended Folly Cemetery in Fulton, New York. Oh, that's cool. So she went to a school in New York, too? Yeah. All right. So this she's getting educated. She's not getting just, like, some pussy-ass, like, you know, weak-ass fucking school <laughs> training at home where she, like, how does that work? I, I shouldn't talk about that because there are people, like, like I, everyone I know that's homeschooled is actually smarter than me. <laughs> so I should not shit on homeschooling because it's obviously working because they're all quite bright people. Mm-hmm. And they're also the sweetest. I know like two or three people that are homeschooled and they're always like the sweetest, nicest people. They don't have to deal with high school bullshit. I guess so. <laughs> they're just like, maybe they just don't know that people are mean. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, what's going on? There's no reason to be mean because no, no one is. Issues. It's like Professor when he meets a person, he's like, no one ever does anything wrong. So why would I ever be afraid of you? You know, <laughs> like that's why I always feel his approach to human beings. My cat is always just like, oh, it's a person. They pet you and give you food. I love those guys. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go lay on their lap and everyone's going to love me for it. It's going to be awesome. And Piccolo's like the total opposite. We're, yeah, I don't know what Piccolo thinks is going to happen. I always say that to him. I'm like, what do you think is going to happen? I was like, you've never had, you've never been hurt in your life. Well, like last time my mom was over and it took him like a good amount of time to like go near her. Because he's a wuss. <laughs> When Walker graduated, she became a teacher in Medito, New York, but she knew she wanted to become a doctor. She worked until she saved enough money to pay for medical school. Walker then attended Syracuse Medical School and received her medical degree in 1855. She became the second woman to graduate from this college after Elizabeth Blackwell. I've heard that name Elizabeth Blackwell before, but I don't rec- like know exactly who she is. Um, but, but uh, it's just crazy that she just saved up enough money to go to medical school, school. Yeah, and just became a doctor. Like, a lot of these people become doctors or nurses or have some kind of medical um, uh, background that we've, that we've been discussing lately. A lot of medical backgrounds. I guess that's a good way to get into, the, like, the, uh, the, the upper field of knowing a lot of things. I feel like doctors are kind of, like, secret. They know shit we don't know, man. It's scary. I don't like it. I don't like it because we're always like, and that's the problem. They probably hate being doctors because the minute that you say you're a doctor, somebody's like, oh, let me show you this thing on my back. <laughs> yeah. Or some weird thing on their arm, like uh, clicks when I go like this. What's that? What's that? Shortly after she graduated, Walker married another medical school student, Albert Miller, on November 16th, 1855. Really? Yeah, she got her degree in 1855, so... Pretty shortly, she got married after she graduated. They started a medical practice together in Rome, New York. However, the practice did not succeed because the public did not want them, did not want to accept a female doctor. Bastards. That's such shit. Why would you, what is wrong with, I can't even think about that concept where I'd be like, it's a lady doctor. It's like, what's wrong? I ain't going in there with a lady. What's she, what does she know? I'd be like, what the fuck is... What? <laughs> like, who thinks these things? At any time, where was the rationale? There was none. Women couldn't do anything, remember? I, <laughs> Have you met women? <laughs> like, that's how... Like, 
I'm just speaking from my own personal experience. Even if everyone told me, like, women are dumb and they don't know shit and they belong in the kitchen or something, I would have met two and been like, "Have what? Are you serious? They're, like, super smart. And, like, like I was fooled immediately. <laughs> like, I don't understand how you guys are getting anything past these girls. <laughs> like, like, so, like, I don't get it. Like, I'm personally... Like, if there is any Illuminati group I believe in, it's women. <laughs> it's women as a whole working against all of us to control all of us. And I'm okay with it at this point. You know, we couldn't do it. We're not that smart. I'm like, they're doing a great job. You guys <laughs> tried. See? See? I knew it. See? It sounds fine. Let's just get... Like, the, first, the smartest thing my father ever taught me is, listen, you're wrong. All right? Just, you're wrong. It's a lot easier that way. Just go with the flow. There's 51% of the population and they're smarter than you, bro. Like, just move on with it. You're not going to win this battle. Or the war. It's over. It's like, just secede. I just don't understand, like, anyone's mind frame throughout history. Did they meet women? They, they're like, how were all of them not... They were witches. Like, I, that's that's the only part I get <laughs> where they're like, this one, go on, burn her, <laughs> burn her. <laughs> that's the only parts that make sense. The rest of it is cra- is like them always like imposing crazy things that make no sense where I'm like, no, women are way brighter than that. How did you even get away with that shit? Also, there's more of them than us. That's just natural. Yeah. So what are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) When the Civil War began in 1861, Walker wanted to join the Union's efforts. She went to Washington, but was not allowed to serve as a medical officer because she was a woman. Yep. They were like, no go on that because they're dummies. (laughs) Like I just said. (laughs) She decided to still serve as an unpaid volunteer surgeon at the U.S. patient office, patent office hospital in Washington. At the time, the Army had no female surgeons, so Walker was only allowed to practice as a nurse. After this, she organized the Women's Relief Organization that helped families of the wounded who came to visit their loved ones at the hospital. In 1862, Walker moved to Virginia and started treating wounded soldiers near the front lines. She also wrote the War Department also wrote to the War Department in September of that year, requesting to become a spy, but she was rejected. Requested to become a spy? What kind of letter is that? Like, what do you say in that letter? You're like, yo, I'd be like super sneaky, and I'm like, you know where you catch me? I'd be like a motherfucking shinobi. And like, nobody see that shit. I'd be like, swing, swing, swing. You know, like, I, like, what, what? A spy? Maybe she had information and she was like, yo, I'll give you this information. I'd be like your spy. Like blackmail herself in? I guess. I don't know. That's a woman right there. That's very woman-like right there. Like, I'd be like, like to be a spy for you. Be and like, like, no. And she's like, just well, to be what blat- about this? Just to be blatant, blatant about it. Be like, I'd like to be a spy for the government. I'd be like, bitch, you already a spy. <laughs> like, you spy all you spies. Come here straight from the theater. <laughs> That's exactly what they said to her, too, when they denied her. Like, no, you no fucking spy. You spying on me right now. <laughs> like, 
If you, know? you want to do a bullshit episode where we all write letters to be become a spy, I'm down. I'm so down for that. My letter would be sick. <laughs> Just read that to each other. My letter would be sick. I'd be like, I can do all kinds of kit flips. I cannot do kit flips. Don't play. Please do not ask me to do kit flips. <laughs> I don't know. What does it take to be a spy? Because from what I understand, you know, the guy that wrote uh, the James Bond books, that guy was a British spy. And he wrote those books because he wished that's how a, being a spy was. <laughs> because it wasn't like that. He said it was like hanging out in vents and, and, and being hot. And like just listening to people talk. And being quiet. Yeah. He said it sucked. Yeah, no, you, you don't know? get to shoot anyone, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, you it's... don't... Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I feel what, like you at don't... At what sh- point in being sneaky are you firing a gun? Exactly. <laughs> I feel like you're just being a sneaky fuck all the time that nobody knows. And everybody hates a sneaky fuck. Yeah, now it's just being a creep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just the creepy dude is actually a spy. <laughs> that guy's working for the government. He's not just sending you dick pics. <laughs> in 1863 her request to practice as a surgeon was finally accepted she became the first female u.s army surgeon as a contract acting assistant surgeon civilian so, in ohio so she did she finally become a surgeon yes she did all right so they finally let this woman become a surgeon in ohio in ohio weirdly enough in 1863 i wonder if it was cleveland Cleveland, Ohio. Oh. You guys don't remember like Drew Carey show? No, we're, I'm too old. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> During her work as a surgeon in the war, Walker often crossed battle lines to care for soldiers and civilians. In April of 1864, Walker had just finished helping a Confederate doctor with a surgery when she was captured by Confederate troops as a spy. Ooh, oh, they geez. let her be a spy. She got caught as a spy. Once again, proving that she probably wasn't that good of a spy. All right. She was held as a prisoner of war for four months. While in prison... That sucks. Oh, God. She refused to wear the woman's clothes provided to her. She wore men's clothes her entire life because they were more comfortable and hygienic. She even wore pants under her skirt at her wedding. Walker was released from prison in August of 1864 and became the assistant surgeon of the Ohio 52nd Infantry. Infantry a month later. So, do you want to say something about the about pants? her wearing pants? <laughs> what a savage! So much about her wearing pants. I don't know why. There's so much. I mean, about she it. went to jail, so like they were like, "You have to wear a skirt," and she's like, "No, fuck you! I'm gonna wear pants." Is fuck that where you. Who wears the pants in this family? Is that where that comes from? I don't know. It could be. Holy shit! <laughs> I honestly don't know. It makes sense though. That makes a lot of sense. Comes from this lady being like, "I wear the fucking pants." <laughs> In prison. After the war, Walker was awarded the Presidential Medal of Honor by President Andrew Johnson a few years later. Walker published a book called Hit in 1871. She wrote her own book, too? Yeah. That's pretty cool. In addition to her work with the Army, she began to advocate for women's rights. She famously wore pants and advocated for dress reform. She was arrested in New Orleans in 1870 because she was dressed like a man. Walker responded by saying, I don't wear men's clothes. I wear my own clothes. Yeah. I wear my clothes, bitch. She also (laughs) fought for suffrage and tried to register to vote in 1871. That's what we discussed earlier. Suffrage is the women's right to vote. 
but she was denied. Walker then participated in politic politics by campaigning for the U.S. Senate in 1881 and running as a Democratic candidate for Congress in 1890. She ran as a Democrat. That's a good, that's, a, I guess, a good thing, right? I don't know. Are we Democrats? I always wonder that because I kind of don't want to be a loser. And that's, that's what Democrats do. They lose a lot. I don't want to be a loser, you know but I don't want to be, a, I don't want to be a racist either. Do you know who loses the most? Who? The independents. It's a good point. <laughs> You're a good point. They lose the most. So I guess I'm more of a yeah. winner than them. You're a Democrat. So yeah, I like definitely it. Definitely not you a won. Republican. I'm definitely not a racist. <laughs> Um, just generally, you're not a Republican. Like it's just apparent. You don't even have. They to have dick. some uh, attitudes, like small, some small government attitudes. I believe in. Yeah, but that's just to fucking reel you in. And then they're like, "That's to reel you in." It is. I love they, how you turned it around. For real, it's to reel you in, and then they get you in, and you're in the same room in the, as them, and then they're like, and they're "Yeah," like, and then a little bit of racism, splice it up a little, and you're like, "No, dude, no." I, people <laughs> always try to splice it in. They always do. It's always a little bit at first. You're always like hanging out and they're just like, hey, let me just a little bit of racism. You're like, no, dude, no. Like, dude, she no. ruined everything. Although she lost both times, she testified in front of the U.S. House of Representatives in support of women's suffrage. In 1916, the Medal of Honor was taken away from Walker and many others after the government reviewed their eligibility. Although she was given the award by the president, she did not meet the requirements to qualify the, for the award. Yeah, they tried to say that you had to be in combat. Yeah, nearly half a century later, Walker's Congressional Medal was revoked because, um, I they, guess the, yeah, the yeah because basically they made this new rule where they said that if um, if you're not um, if you weren't in actual combat, that she apparently wasn't. She, I mean, she was technically, in my opinion. But they were saying that she wasn't in actual combat because she wasn't like a soldier fighting. Mm-hmm. That they, that's why she didn't deserve it because it was reserved for people in combat. But they um, but they changed that later. However, this did not stop Walker from wearing her award until her death in 1919 at the age of 86. Mary Edwards Walker died of illness. Decade, decades later, President Jimmy Carter legally restored the Medal of Honor to Walker's name. And I went. I was, yeah, Jimmy Carter's awesome. He's one of the forgotten heroes of history. People act like he was a shitty president, but he was actually a really good president, and he didn't kill anybody. And when well, I just remembered that this is the picture that I saw of her. Oh, you have a picture of her? Oh wow, she is dressed like a man. She is dressed like a straight up like she looks like she looks like um, Albert Niebuhr's. She looks like Scrooge yeah. from uh, freaking uh, what do you call it from Charles Dickens' uh, Christmas Story or whatever that you fucking is. You have to use that picture. Yeah, <laughs> I, you have to send that to me. Uh, what is it? Yeah, so we can use that photo. Oh uh, yeah, that was a fun one. She's an interesting person. Um, what is it? Yeah, we're um, still doing all, a few more episodes today. Um, what is it? This this will be released. Uh, when do you think this one will be done? I have to edit when they're going to be released. Either Wednesday or Friday. Wednesday but or Friday. Under her pictures, there's a quote from her. Okay. It says, "You men are not our protectors. If you were, who would be there? Who would there be to protect us from?" Yeah, really. 
I get that. We're 100% the abusers in that situation. Sorry, guys. I try not to be. But, I mean, I try. I do. I just do it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so that hard. Um, I just throw myself under the bridge. Right? Uh, what is it? Yeah, so uh, what is it? We're going to record a few more episodes today. Uh, you guys should stick tuned. Uh, what is it? We're still hosting the Instagram page, and we'll be doing a live episode that we probably did like a week ago now that you're listening to this um but uh what is it we're recording it on the same day that's not supposed to happen right now but it's happening and uh what is it we'll see you next time later Only posers get this in. Bye.